You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Call games at WPTS Radio and a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, we have many things to talk about today. Certainly, we were going to talk about the ACC Championship. What Pitt can maybe do defensively to slow down the Wake Forest offense just a little bit, maybe just enough to get by with Pitt's offensive performance and potential output. They also had 21 All-ACC mentions from the first team to the honorable mention. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But we have to talk about Jeff Capel, the Pitt men's basketball team, in this heartbreaking loss to Minnesota as well. We will make sure to dive into that, dive into the problems that this Pitt men's basketball team is facing and where to go from here. All that coming up on Locked on Pitt. Alright folks, welcome into the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Leave a five-star review. Make sure to do all that jazz. Folks, let's talk about pit football to start off. We will talk about basketball today. Trust me, we will talk about that in the next segment, but I really do want to talk about Pit football and something specifically that has been kind of itching on my mind. You know, Wake Forest's offense is an offense that's undoubtedly very talented. It's undoubtedly playing at a high level and it has all year. Again, Pitt and Wake Forest are one of the few teams that average over 40 points per game. Wake Forest is up there with Pitt in pretty much every statistical category you want. And on tape, they're obviously very tough to stop. You know, Wake Forest has has a bunch of really talented players on their offense. You know, the thing about Wake Forest is, and it's it's not just the fact that Sam Hartman is there and they have this RPO scheme and everything about it. Yes, that's part of it. And, and the, the RPO scheme is certainly going to be a big challenge for Pitt. Make no mistake about it. This is not going to be an easy game for Pitt. And the, the, the RPO offense is obviously going to be, I think, potentially at the forefront of that, right? You know, who in the world is Pitt going to stop when they couldn't stop Western Michigan? So you're going to essentially give them a better version of that team, and you're going to see the same type of rhythm-based RPO offense, the quick game, the slants, the glances, the now routes, and they got the, the weapons, Wake Forest is a good team. I mean, let's let's not mince words here. Wake Forest, they got some people on offense, man. And I'm not just talking about, you know, it's not like, you know, Western Michigan where I said, oh, it's, it's Sky Moore and Corey Crooms, and really, that's it. It's not like that for Wake Forest. They have a few guys. And A.T. Perry's obviously in there. Hartman throwing the rock. I mean, the guy, I don't know if he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. What I do know is he's a great rhythm thrower. He's very smart. He's very accurate with the football. He's pretty risk-averse, which is just as important as anything 
can be risk averse in the RPO scheme, and more importantly, in the Dave Klassen offense, which what you're doing, which is a rhythm-based offense, which is an offense that you have to read linebackers and kind of leverage what they do and use it against them, he does it fantastically well. He's really, really good at doing that. And that's something that has absolutely kind of, I think, showcased itself the more and more you look at Wake Forest is throughout the year. Sam Hartman's individual play has stuck out uh, at a high level the entire year. I think it's a big reason why they are 10-2, and two, uh, and he should be up there. But, you know, uh, they have a ton, a ton of really good players. Christian Beal Smith. He's a guy that has certainly had, had his areas of rushing, right? Jaquari Roberts, Roberson, is a guy that, that's played at a high level. They have guys here, man. They have guys here. But what can Pitt do? And I've been thinking about it. And, and you know, this, that's just a little personnel preview. And, and those guys are guys that are good route runners, can beat you after the catch. They're quick. They're pretty explosive. You know, they're, they're, those, are, they're, those are guys. And, and they're guys that have some size to them, and can, and can they don't play bully ball, but they're tough, right? They're tough guys. But when you look at what they did, Clemson did, and this is what I say, Clemson, can Pitt replicate a Clemson game plan? Because Clemson was the team that kind of stopped the offense for Wake Forest a little bit. Again, they gave up a fair share of big plays, so it's inevitable it's absolutely inevitable that Pitt's going to give up plays. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to completely shut down the Golden Gophers. It's just not happening. You're not going to do that. Wake Forest is too good offensively, and Pitt's defense isn't good enough. So I was looking at it and, and watching tape and saying, what could Pitt potentially do defensively to shut down Wake to a degree? And there's a few things that Clemson did. Now, what did Clemson do? First of all, don't give them any cushion. You play them very tight to the line. You get your hands on them. You play physical. You filter them inside to those linebackers. And you force the receivers to beat your press coverage. Could Pitt do that? Yes. On the outside? Absolutely. Can they do it on the inside? It's going to be tough because, again, they don't play the Delta package with three corners. It's very rarely that they play three cornerbacks on the field, five DBs this year. It's just not something that they consider to be part of their repertoire, but it might have to be. Getting the slot corner in there to stop those glance routes, to stop those slant routes, it might have to be. You have to be physical. The linebackers can come in and maybe hit the receivers a little early, right? It's legal. It's legal within a certain yard distance where Pitt could maybe go over there, smack around the receivers a little bit, and not let them go on a rhythm-based offense. And again, another one that we talked about earlier this year, slinging the run fits, you know, that's also something you can do. I think that, you know, having them read pass first and, and kind of taking that first step backwards is something that they can do. And, and it, it has worked to a degree at points this year to where Pitt has been able to maybe not be killed by the RPO a ton, or at least as much as they were against Western Michigan. But this has the potential to be ugly, especially with that long, you know, kind of elongated mesh point that Wake uses. They use a really long mesh point because 
It confuses the linebackers. It doesn't let them get the read off in time. It can be unorthodox, and it can certainly hurt them as well because your offensive line has to be better. So understand this. While this Wake Forest RPO offense does manage to be an RPO offense, and it can be a quick-hitting type of offense, that elongation at that mesh point, it's an extra two, three beats sometimes. So your offensive line absolutely has to protect Hartman for that to work. And Pitt might be able to disrupt them up front. Now, Clemson did that, and that physicality, I think that's something that Pitt can do. Uh, I think that you kind of look at that game plan, and it's something you try to at least take parts from. Now, in Pitt's own world, they're not going to live in a too-high world like Clemson did in that game. But what they could live in is, you know, the blitzes, the cross-dog blitzes. Bring the blitz, um, and, and, and then refill inside with, you know, the star and the money, or or the mic, and, and depending on who you're blitzing, right, You're depending if you're blitzing the star, or depending if you're blitzing the money, or if you're blitzing the mic, someone has to replace someone somewhere, and all that. And, and it, it's kind of, you know, push, 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 and, and you got to communicate, of course, but those blitzes where you can maybe disguise who's going to be where, this is going to be open this this place, and this is going to be open here, and maybe you can get a pick, or maybe you can get a sack, because it's going to take an extra second for Hartman to process it. Things like that, I think, can absolutely help. And then, outside of that, it's just players being players, right? Your D-line beating their offensive line, winning in the trenches. It's going to be huge. Guys like Cansey, Camp, Baldonado, Alexander, Morgan, you know, those guys are going to have to play at a high level on the uh, during this game. The the the, uh, the defense can slow down Wake Forest. You're not really looking for a defense that will shut down Wake because you know it's probably not going to happen. But a defense that can maybe force a turnover or two, an explosive play, get a key stop here or there, that's what you're looking for. I think that can be a, a recipe for what Pitt can maybe do. Take a little bit of the Clemson game plan, sprinkle it with a Pat Narduzzi sprinkle with the cross dog, the Falcon blitzes, the slot blitzes from the star linebacker, stuff like that. You might have an ability for Pitt to put something into the stirring pot and see, okay, we can do something here. All right, folks, let's move over to basketball. However, first, I want to let you know about prize picks. Folks, prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, they offer more college football profits than anyone in the world and they offer all the star players of the power five as well as major players you may have never even heard of price picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to interceptions thrown and more folks listen all you have to do to receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 from price picks is use our promo code locked on again you can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 dollars just using our promo code locked on. All you have to do is pick two to five players and over under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Just you versus those projected numbers. You can do mixed sport entries if you want to as well. Folks, don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Folks, 
Let's talk about Jeff Capel and this Pitt basketball program because, boy, it feels like right when things are going well, right when you think they might get a win over a Power 5 team. I get it, Minnesota's pretty bad. It's, it, it's becoming pretty pretty clear they're bad. I, I, they're 6-0 and now. I get it. Whatever, the record looks good. Once they reach Big Ten play, they're going to fall off a cliff. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a mishmash, kind of posh group of transfers that, that they need to build up and they need to get their recruits in, and Ben Johnson's a first-year head coach, and there's all of that. But that's kind of what Pitt is, too, and Pitt certainly isn't anything like that. They don't look nearly as talented. They didn't look, you know, as threatening as Minnesota. Now, Minnesota certainly didn't look much too threatening either. I think that they're they're a team that is going to really struggle to score. I think they're a team that struggles in terms of just actually creating shots. And, and it's just not a, a team that is all that threatening. They're not a super physical team. They don't really have a great paint presence. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think that overall, when you just look at the scape, the, the the landscape of what Jeff Capel has created across college basketball, I look at Minnesota and I say, wow. I mean, they're not a great team, but I can see more talent on that team than I can on Pitt. Because it was a one-man show tonight for Pitt. A one-man show. The one-man show's name was John Hughley. What a phenomenal day for John Hughley. You know, what a great day. I mean, everything that guy did. I get it. His conditioning isn't good. He certainly needs to get better condition. You could see at the end of the game, the guy was just gassed. The guy was trying to to feel it out and trying to get better, but whew, he just wasn't feeling it. And it is what it is. John Hughley... Needs an off-season train. John Hughley needs an entire training regiment. In junior year, he'll probably be pretty well in shape. He'll probably look pretty darn good. In terms of just the longevity of how much he can play, it's just not there. He had to tonight, though, because he was literally, literally the thing keeping Pitt afloat. The thing keeping Pitt afloat. There was nothing else. The points, the ability to get into... The free throw line. Just the presence of him down low was so overbearing for Minnesota. They had no answer for John Hughley. None. Not a single answer for that dude. And he also played, I think, his best defense of the entire year. Big John looks like a legit player. I think this guy is going to be pretty, pretty good uh, as you really start to see people coalesce into roles. And, you know, we'll talk about this. I don't know if he'll be here next year uh, or not because I don't know if Jeff Capel's going to be here. And if he's gone, that probably opens the door for just about everybody to leave. And, you know, it, it'll be what it is. But Jeff Capel, man, that was a find. <laughs> the find was John Hughley. John Hughley's playing at such a high level. A phenomenal game for him. I thought Mogi had a pretty good game defensively as well. I thought that was a guy that... Really used his paint presence down low, and, and Minnesota never got anything to drive, and it was it was really tough for them to score easy twos because Gee was down there and Hughley as well. Those two guys played really well. Pitt just doesn't have the guards. I mean, losing Ithiel Horton and Nike Sabande is just so bad. It it really is. 
And Femi Odicali is not a point guard. And Onye, I mean, Onye is a Kuda, man. He's fighting out there. He's trying his best. You could just tell he just isn't at this level, man. He's not at this level. He shouldn't be playing at this level. He shouldn't be playing at this this many minutes for an ACC team. He just shouldn't be. But Onyeze Kudo, he, he gives his result. But Pitt's offense is just nothing. I mean, it's a mismatch of nothing. They had a really nice defensive day today, I thought. But it was a, it's a mismatch of nothing. They just stand there. They try to throw it around. And if it doesn't work, they just dump it off into the post to, to Hughley. There's no ball movement. There's very limited screen movement. There's nothing setting up backdoor cuts. There's no exotic sets. There's no, there's no switching up the sets. It's the same two sets that they use all game. They don't do anything special. They don't try anything X's and O's wise that's popping. That tries to get anything moving. They don't do anything that stresses teams defensively. They don't really switch their offense around much. They don't attack from different areas of the court. It's not, nothing changes. They just stand there and hope it works. Nothing works. Nothing really works that well in this offense. It's not a good scheme. The team doesn't have the shooters it needs on the perimeter to back off people in the paint away from Hughley. He just has to do it through sheer talent alone. There's really no great shooter on the team. So they shoot terribly from three-point range. So it's, it's a mess. And the coaching was a mess down the stretch. Hughley didn't get a touch the last five possessions. And especially on that second to last possession where it was 53-52. You do not get Hughley the ball? I mean, who? why was Burton taking the shot? I get Burton being the primary ball handler. Get the ball to John Hughley. Get the ball to John Hughley. You lose the game 54-53 to because you coaching-wise are inept. You can't get the O rebound. You can't score in the last three minutes. You can't get the ball to John Hughley. You never draw one up for John Hughley. What in the world are you doing? This is just a masterclass of how not to coach, of how not to build a team, of how not to run a program. Jeff Capel, unfortunately, again, at the time, everyone thought the guy was a home run hire. But this game, I think, just summed up everything. Pitt gets its best day out of John Hughley, the best game he's ever played. The guy literally puts on his Superman cape and tries to drag the team across the finish line to get a big win over a Power 5 team, and they can't do it. They blow it late. They don't feed it to the guy. They don't do anything offensively over the last three minutes. They do nothing. And he doesn't touch the ball at all within crunch time. He doesn't touch the basketball. One time. He doesn't touch the basketball. I don't understand it. Sometimes, man, you know, basketball can be a tough tough game with nuances. It can be. But in that moment, in that moment, there is one guy that should be touching that ball, and it's John Hughley. Period. And this is just summing up the issues of the Jeff Capel era extremely well. And, and men's basketball right now just in shambles for Pitt. Not fun to talk about. And trust me, as the season wears on, we're going to have plenty to talk about when it comes to to pit men's basketball plenty to talk about when it comes to them all right folks we'll talk a little bit about some of Pitt's ability on the football field next however first let's talk about betonline.ag betonline has you covered with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues in march 
to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. And folks, all you have to do is head to their updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. You can receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use our promo code Locked On. So from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, where the game starts folks do you want a protein bar that has all the healthy benefits but tastes well absolutely i got you builtbar.com built bar check it out built bar has you and this holiday season you can grab that protein bar that tastes like a candy bar built bar has so much goodness and folks you get the best of both worlds as i said it's delicious and healthy there's so many different flavors i tell me you're gonna have a tough time choosing it you can pick raspberry mint brownie Maybe cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter burn. Um, I don't know. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel, though. It gives you everything you want in a protein bar. Listen, I understand. You can be passionate about your favorite flavor. Get your family some for Christmas. You know what? Throw a few Built Bars in that stocking. Trust me. I know you want to do it. Get that healthy benefit, but that also, that tasty benefit to your family members. You can get some of those marshmallow marshmallowy treats around the holidays and built bar has you with all the health benefits of a normal protein bar so go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and get 50 percent off on your order use our promo code lock 15 for 50 percent off at built.com folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast folks pit football certainly well represented in the all acc mentions today three first team all acc members of course jordan addison kenny pickett and kalijah Kansi. plenty on the second team sarasia dennis habakuk baldonado they have plenty lucas kroll was mentioned in there they have plenty representatives up and down these lists and here's the thing about pit dominating lists like this is just another thing that showcases how different this season is from all the other things and it's something that you know you gotta just cherish again 21 selections between first team all acc and the all acc honorable mention team and then you have kenny pickett right now if you check that fan vote the guy is number one in the fan vote. Pitt fans pulling for it. If you saw the line outside the William Pitt Union for the students to get the tickets to Charlotte. Unbelievable. I mean, this, this stuff is unbelievable right now. You just don't see this with this program much. And there's a lot that you can go about. And you could say the what is. What if they beat Western Michigan? What if they beat Miami? I understand. That can be a little bit disheartening to think about at times because oh boy Pitt could maybe make the playoff I mean that's legit where Pitt could be right now but it, it, it it's it is what it is Pitt is where they are and this is still the best season they maybe have had in 40 years this is still a special season for Pitt it really is getting to watch Pickett getting to watch Addison getting to watch this team week in and week out it's special this is a special, special season for Pitt. You finally had the breakout year, yo. You wanted. I mean, 
This is the breakout year everyone's been waiting for from this team for years now. For years, folks. This team was maddening. And, and this is just something that you look at. The talent up and down the roster is just really good. And a lot of these kids are three stars. There's not a ton of four stars. You know, Addison is one of those four stars, of course. But there's not a ton of them. There's, there's a few here in between. But they aren't littered throughout the entire roster. It's not like they're walking with all oh, these athletes like Miami. No, they're not. They are not walking with those athletes like Miami is or like Clemson is. They are not. They are not a team that inherently has that. They have good coaching. They develop their players. And that's why Pitt has gotten here now in those 2021 20, all ACC selections. It just showcases, I think, the staff that Pitt has. And, you know, with the coaching cycle, the, the carousel going right now, I think you can expect some of Pitt's guys to, to get poached potentially. You know, Brandon Marion's done a great job at receiver coach. Um, maybe he's a hot, you know, hot up-and-comer. He might get taken. Will Mark Whipple be back? I don't know. He's old. And it's not about, you know, Whipple taking another job. Does he want to coach after Kenny Pickett? Does he want to coach a new quarterback? I don't know. Dave Borbley kind of the same way. He's getting up there. Does he want to do another year? Charlie Partridge has had to be reined back in multiple times. The guy is probably going to get a defensive coordinator offer at some point. He's one of the best D-line coach. He's probably the best D-line coach in the nation. If not, well, certainly not. If not that, he's one of the best. It's no question about it. Pitt has talent all over the staff. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They developed their defensive backs relatively well, too. Corey Sanders, Archie Collins. I mean, this is a good staff that Pitt has assembled. Partner Narduzzi has really established a nice staff. And, and that's kind of what Pitt also has done at a base level. This is a team that's built really well. And, and those ACC selections are, are proof of that. The Bolitnikoff Award is proof of that potentially coming here. You know, the, the Heisman candidacy of Kenny Pickett is proof of that, de- helping him develop throughout the years. Everything about it, it just brings a little bit of appreciation to Pitt as a program. And it, it's why they're here. They're so well coached. They, they have so much talent all over the field now, multiple of these guys going to the NFL, the offensive line playing at such a high level, really when it wasn't expected to. Stuff like that is just what you think of. Bartholomew coming out of nowhere, the three-headed monster at running back, right? Like, all that stuff. Pickett's ascension, or Addison, who already had a really good freshman year, becoming maybe the best receiver this year in the nation. Stuff like that is just great. And then the defense, you know, you can certainly... Chalk up to some coaching concerns schematic-wise and some maddening things about it. But, man, at the end of the day, they develop players. They send a lot of guys to the NFL. They send multiple DBs to the NFL. They send linemen, D-linemen to the NFL. They send talent to the NFL. So it is something to kind of take note of here for Pitt, especially as you go into the ACC championship game. How they got here, that's kind of why the process Pat Ruzzi has built the stability, certainly that's why I argue Pat Narduzzi deserves some flowers here from Pitt fans and certainly should be looking on the up and up. He'll certainly probably get an extension this offseason. We'll talk about that when it may happen. Folks, as always, though, thanks for making the Lockdown Pit Podcast your first listen every day. Tomorrow, trust me, we are going to dive into this matchup even more for Pitt. We'll start really getting into it, just knee-deep outside of just how can you stop them 
we'll start talking a little bit about Pitt and the importance of what they need to do to, to essentially manipulate this game the way that they want to and we'll talk about all about that however folks before we go i want you to make your second listen the locked on bets podcast your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by you break you with extra analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on all platforms and as always folks thanks for listening hail to Pitt.